And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Today is a can't-miss episode. We are going to talk about how we step through hard things and trauma in our lives with the Take the Damn Trip movement and the damn framework. We're also going to talk about a three-day rule for unhappiness. And I think you're going to be inspired and encouraged by my guest today because she's overcome many things, the last of which was her husband unexpectedly passing away and her stepping into having to continue to raise her young children and decide to have another baby and take her new business that she had started soon before this and make it the single income thriving business that she needed to support her family. I think most importantly, though, you're going to be encouraged by my guest, Bevan, and that we can't wait to take the trip or start the business or have the baby or whatever our big dream is for that time in our life or our big goal. So listen in and I hope it encourages you to get going on the thing that you're most wanting in your life right now. So let's take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Bevan Ferrand to the show. She is the founder of Take the Damn Trip Movement. She is also a business and brand strategist. Welcome, Bevan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. Absolutely. I know it's going to be a really meaningful and rich conversation. So thanks for being with us. Can you start off with telling us a little bit about your backstory and your journey and how you find yourself in this new movement of Take the Damn Trip? Absolutely. So I have been in the digital marketing online education world for over 10 years as a brand strategist and a launch manager and a senior project manager. And In 2019, my husband on Mother's Day gave me these four bottles of wine and a card written in French. And he didn't speak French, so I knew something was up. And he told me he was surprising me with a trip to France for my 40th birthday, which was in November, but we had two small kids. So we had a one and a half year old and man, Jonathan was probably four months old at the time. So we needed to plan. And I needed to make sure I had frozen enough breast milk and we had childcare for the weekend. And so we were planning this trip. And so two weeks after he gave me the tickets, I got laid off. And it was the third time I had been laid off. It was a job I loved. I actually thought I was going in for a promotion. And I remember talking to Mark, my husband, and we live in the country. So we were walking down our country road with no sidewalks. And I said, you know, I am not going to put my financial well-being in the hands of any one person anymore. And so I want to take what I've learned helping these multi-million dollar companies launch their products and courses, and I want to do it for smaller businesses. And of course, my husband, he, you know, he had had a steady paycheck every two weeks. He was an engineer. So it made him a little nervous, but we talked about it. And I said, let's do a proof of concept. If I can make $5,000 by the end of August, then this is a valid idea. And so that's what we did. And I literally had a spreadsheet and was like, if I don't make another penny, From this day forward, here's when we run out of money. (laughs) So we knew what we were getting into. 
And so I started working with clients. I start, I hit my $5,000 at the end of August and consistently since then. And we got to, but even when I got laid off, we were like, should we cancel this trip to France? Because it seems a little crazy. And you know, now we got to be careful with money. We decided we'd wait. We said, let's see how things go. We have travel insurance. So even two days before we left for France, I was like, this is crazy. We're going to be in planes the same amount of time we're going to be on the ground because it was a super whirlwind trip. It's the first time we've been away from our kids together. And so I was like, maybe we should just cancel. But we went and it was amazing. We had incredible food, amazing wine, walked the city, it rained the whole time. We didn't care because we were there, just the two of us, really reconnecting to who we were as a couple before we met, or before not before we met, before we had kids, before we got married. And it was just really lovely. And so we got back and it was the week before Thanksgiving. So Mark had taken the week off of work and we did a bunch of stuff around the house. We took our daughter to her first movie theater show. We got ready for Thanksgiving. We had Thanksgiving with our friends and family, which has always been my favorite holiday. And then the day after Thanksgiving, Mark just didn't wake up. He passed away in the middle of the night, completely unexpectedly. He had undiagnosed heart disease. We had no idea. One of his arteries was 95% blocked and the other was 50% blocked. And all of a sudden, my world was completely flipped upside down. I now was the solo parent of two kids under three. I was an entrepreneur running my own business and the only, the sole financial provider for my family, all without my best friend and the love of my life, who was also my biggest cheerleader. And so it was the last year and a half have been this complete journey of figuring that out and navigating it. And about a month after that happened, I made a post on Facebook just saying, you know, I didn't really talk about my birthday this year because all of this happened. And I shared a little bit of the backstory and said, you know, I'm so glad that Mark and I went on this trip together. We had this adventure and whenever you're faced with the choice, just take the damn trip. And that really resonated with people. I didn't know what it was going to turn into, but it made me think back to all of the hard things that I've been through in my life. I lost my dad to cancer when I was 24. I lost my home in a house fire in 2010. I've been incredibly open about the fact that my kiddos are IVF babies. So going through several rounds of fertility treatments and through all that, and obviously losing Mark, and then through all of that, also building a multi-six-figure business in less than a year and having these kiddos and all of these amazing things. And I thought, what is it that I do differently than other people to get through these things with some grace and creativity? Not better, but just differently. And that's how the DAM framework came up because I thought about what is it that I do do differently. And so it's not just because I'm a little sweary, like damn actually means something. So now I have this community of take the damn trip where the two parts of it are the, the damn framework are the mindsets. And then the trip is the four questions we can ask ourselves when we're looking at, is this the big, bold, crazy dream that we want to bring to life? That's wow. I mean, like you said, that's a lot that you have had to walk through. And it is amazing that in just a year, year and a half, what you've accomplished for your family, you know, and for yourself, both because you were already on that path and then out of necessity, right? Got added to that. Yeah. And first of all, I love that you said grace and creativity because you absolutely are such a example of both of those things thank and you. so inspiring. So thank you for that. And just being a, a light, right? For other people. 
And I would love then if you can tell us a little bit more about your dam framework, because I think it's a great, you know, it's a great uh, framework for people to be able to apply to their lives. And then, of course, we can step into and talk about the four questions for the, you know, going after those big, crazy dreams that we might have. Yeah. And and I will like tease a little bit like my newest, like big trip, my big, bold, crazy dream. I went through this exact same process to decide whether or not to do it. So the framework is D is decide and declare. A is attend your own party, M is meaningful moments, and N is now is the time. And so I really looked at the very first part is we have to decide what it is that is our priority. What is the thing that we're going to go after? We have to find our yes and our why so that the no's become so much easier. And, and we find our why because when it gets hard and it will, our why gets us through it. So my why on why I build my business is to both support and inspire my family. Like I want my kids to see that they can be a mom and an entrepreneur or whatever they want to be. The other day, my daughter said, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? She goes, I want to be a mama. I said, oh, how many kids? She goes, a hundred. And I was like, that's probably too many. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. So I'll say, so how do you, how do you apply then that damn framework to your life? Like you started to tell us, like you obviously yeah. have to decide and understand your why yeah. and that sort of thing. But what about, can you, can you tell us a little bit more about attending your own party in those steps? Yeah. So the attend your own party is really pointing to the fact that we are all creating our experience of life through our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And when we stay present in the moment, we understand that, that that's what's happening. So I'm trained in what's called the three principles of thought, mind, and consciousness. And when we have like a high level of awareness that our experience is being created through our thoughts, we understand that anything can change in an instant. But too much of the time, we get stuck up in our thoughts and we're either worried about the past or scared about the future and we're not in the present moment. So the A is staying grounded in our own experience in the present moment and being aware of our thoughts. Because otherwise we come, like the reason it came around about the attend your own party is a friend of mine was telling me the story about how she got invited to two parties. And at the first one, she had so much fun, but she was thinking about when she should leave for the second. And when she got to the second, she was like, Oh, this isn't as much fun as the first. She really didn't show up at either party. She was always somewhere else in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And that. then the M, the meaningful moments, and I know this is something you are so passionate about, yeah. is we need to choose connection to the people that we love. Mm-hmm. We People want to be a part of something with significance. Mm-hmm. They want to have something that is meaningful in their life. And so not only when we decide what it is that we want to bring to, into this world, the more significance we have, we can add to it, the more people are going to support it and want to be a part of it. But also if we're faced with two choices, choose the one that lets you connect more with the people that you love, that allows you to have the moments over the minutes. Absolutely. You're right. And I did, I just, I I don't know, a week or two ago, I just did a mini episode about that same topic, which was you know, look, sometimes I am the person I like, I get FOMO. I like to go to all the things. I like to have all the things, but I've gotten better at saying, okay, hold on. There's two events. Like you said, like I had to miss one on Sunday and cause I just knew my gut was telling me on Friday, you can't fit it in. We were booked the whole weekend, you know? And I said, 
I, I have to just tell them. I had already told them I was a maybe to begin with, but I couldn't go. But the point is, I have to kind of hold those things in my head and go, which one, who's, who is it with? What is the experience going to be like? What, what do I think it's going to bring me? And then I have to decide which one is what I need, which one is what's yeah. going to fill me up, not just am I obligated or that sounds great. But at the end of the day, if I have to choose between two, like you said, it's like, which one is going to connect me more closely or build those relationships of the people that are most important in my life or the next most important, you know, yeah. not just, oh, it's acquaintances and I barely see them, you know, right. the two things. So I think that yeah, we saw this, I saw this so clearly the night before Guinevere's first day of preschool. So we, before Mark passed away, I mean, when I think about these frameworks, like I said, I already knew our yes, right? Like our yes for Mark and I was our family and then our life supported it. And I saw this in ways of Mark worked for a big corporation. He got five weeks of vacation. A lot of times he would take his vacation so that he could travel with me. Like if I was going to a studio shoot or a live event that I was helping produce, he would come with me. And before we had kids, he would just help work the event. I was four months pregnant and he helped me work this big event I did in New York City. Yeah. And people were like, oh my gosh, he was always running. I was like, yes, he was very, he was making sure that everything was running smoothly. But even after we had our daughter, if I was going to a studio shoot, he would come with me. He and Guinevere would explore the city during the day. But at night we could have dinner together. We could put her to bed. We could be right. together. We didn't have to choose. Right. And so the night before Guinevere's first day of preschool, Mark looked at me and he said, I, I have to go to work in the morning. I said, that's fine. Like, we'll take pictures. Like I'm planning on doing chocolate chip pancakes. And, and he came back about 30 minutes later and he was like, you know, I feel like I'm in a no win situation. Like somebody's going to be upset, whether whichever way I go. And he said, so I'm going to choose to make my daughter and my wife happy because they're the most important people to me in my life. Yeah. So he came to her first day of preschool and he went to work 90 minutes late. And no, it's not always an option. Right. But we should at least challenge the idea that it's never an option. I so agree with you because I think most people we think, oh, well, especially if you don't work for yourself, right? If you're, yeah. you're still in a jo uh, um, job that somebody employs you, they, that's what happens. They go, oh, but I only get two weeks of vacation or three weeks of vacation or I only get this much money. Instead of, yeah. hold on, to your point, if I don't work on an uh, assembly line or somewhere where you have to be at that spot, a lot of us have remote type jobs or we work off of computers. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you be an hour and a half late to work? You're still going to get your work done, right? And so you're right. Yeah. One, we have to have, we have to know what we want and what's important to us, like you talked about earlier. But we also then have to ask yeah. for what we want, you know? And what's well, and I'll tell you, Mark very much was, a, he was a research, a noise and vibration research engineer for Honda. He had to be there. He was at the top of his field. Like right. if he didn't go, he, this test didn't get done. But right. he at least reached out to his boss and said, this is really important to me. Can we start at 90 minutes late? And, and right. he was, so often we don't ask, right? We don't say, Hey, is there a way that we could maybe adjust this? And more, not always, but more often than not, there is a way to make, it's not all or nothing. It's not like right. I, I don't go and it means I quit my job. It's like, right. we're just going to make some tweaks. At least, you know, you asked. I think that's really important. So the end is now is the time. And this really speaks to the fact that we never know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? We are not promised tomorrow. That's what the front of the t-shirts for the take the damn trip um, say. They say, we're not promised tomorrow. Hashtag take the damn trip. And it is about getting into action and that even micro action, 
Because a lot of times the reason we don't get into action is because our big idea seems too daunting. We're standing at the bottom of a mountain, looking at the top, thinking I could never get there. And so when we break it down into micro actions, you can just go to the next tree and you can go tree to tree to tree to tree and climb an entire mountain. So it is about breaking inertia because an object at rest tends to stay at rest. So getting your feet moving and then allowing that momentum to build, that is what gets us into action. And even if you feel like, okay, I'm not ready to write my book. I'm not ready to start my business. I'm not ready to change careers, whatever it is. You can start taking your micro actions towards that and you'll just get there a lot faster than if you stand still. Absolutely. Yeah. And I see this all the time with people that actually are willing to take those little steps. There was a friend of mine who now has started a food truck maybe two years ago, actually right before COVID. But prior to that, he had a lawn service business for many years. And I remember this, so this was like three or four years ago. He, around the holidays, he put out to his network, Hey, I'm going to be baking you know, breads or bunt cakes, whatever they were, if anybody needs them for corporate gifts. He, I didn't even know at the time he was a good baker and cook, but he was, you know, he had pictures of them. He sold a ton of them, but it probably for him was that early stage validation for him that like, Hey, maybe I can get out of this more manual labor as I get older job of, well, I mean, a food truck still manual labor. I mean, (laughs) but it's maybe not as hot or the hours are a little different, but my point is, is he stepped into something he loved more right? With the food uh, truck. And he actually still did a really good job, even during COVID when, you know, a lot of things were shut down and he had to hustle, but it was those early things where he tested out the idea before he even started the business. And it probably kind of encouraged him to keep taking those little steps. Yeah. Know? A lot of times we put these time frames in our heads. Okay. I'm going to start this in two years, or I'm going to do this in five years. I'm going to quit my job in three years. And we've got that time frame in our heads but we don't actually take any action towards it until two years and 11 months. Right. And so the, the beauty of the micro actions is to set, you can still keep that timeline, but you're taking action towards it and you might get there faster. You might say, Oh my gosh, you know, maybe, maybe you're like, I'm going to quit my job in two years. Cause I will have saved up enough money to give myself a quote unquote severance package. That's one of the things I tell my clients all the time. If you're going to quit a job, to start saving money into an account that gives yourself a three or six month severance package since you're quitting. But you may find if you start micro actions towards that, you get there a lot faster. Now you can decide, Hey, it's only been 12 months, but I'm ready. Or you can still wait that other year. But too many times I was talking to a friend of mine. She said, yeah, I was working with a client who wanted to build an app. And she said, I'm going to do it in the next 12 months. And my friend was like, you could do it in the next 12 weeks. You don't have to put that length of time there. That's right. Well, and actually, I don't know if you've read um, Skip the Line by James Altucher. Haven't. But it's actually, it's a really good book. But he talks about, he's always, his whole, some of his concepts are like, every day, you know, you should write down 10 creative ideas. But then he talks about, you shouldn't wait to test an idea. Like, go right. do, take an action immediately. So, for instance, the person that wanted to do that app, if that was him, and he does give those examples, because he tried, there was a couple apps. Yeah. He was like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. He's like, I didn't wait. I went to Fiverr or, you know, Upwork or somewhere. I forget where he went. And he put out what the concept was. And it was going to be for iPhone for some reason. But he quickly found out that his idea wasn't viable because yeah. of how Apple locks down phones. And he's yeah. like, wasn't a good idea after all. So he only wasted a half an hour of throwing it out there. But what if he had worked on that idea 
for months trying to come up with this perfect idea and it wasn't even viable. Yeah. So his point is you take the micro actions now because you're testing mm-hmm. the concept with some tiny little thing and it only say it only took you an hour or two. Yeah. So there's some really yeah. neat ideas in that book though. When Mark and I got, so when I got laid off my second time, which happened to be just a few months after my daughter was born, Mark and I talked about opening up a co-working space. And I, we, we were so close because I knew I had a bigger feeling that this layoff was coming. And I said, so I think with the now is the time we all have to get comfortable with the phrase, I'm going to pursue this until it no longer makes sense. And the phrase, it seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) So those two are really key, but we decided we were going to pursue the co-working space until it no longer made sense. And we were like three days away from signing the lease, signing the loan paperwork. We had... We'd been, we got our incorporation papers, everything. And we got into a fight about it and we hardly ever fought. And I stayed up that night journaling. And the next morning I said, we're pulling the plug. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, we agreed. We were going to pursue this until it no longer made sense. And it it no longer makes sense. So we didn't do it. And thank goodness we didn't. I was able to go get this job as a brand strategist, which gave me more experience than COVID hit. It would have been so much harder when Mark passed away, it would have been so much harder to run a physical space without him. So yeah. it it was the right choice, but I was, I was okay letting go of that idea because my yes was supporting and inspiring my family. And that's my why, right? The what and the how can be, can be flexible when you're clear on your yes and your why. Yeah. I know. I love that example because I have, I, I will tell people sometimes it's not that the idea is not the right idea for you. It's the wrong season or it's the wrong execution. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend that was, has been in, or I just have a friend, you know, she's an artist and, you know, so she, she runs her own company and does graphic design and art, her own art brand. But she had a friend cause she's just recently branching out into doing this on her own. She had a friend that they talked locally and the friend wanted to open a, a business, you know, a, um, like a yoga studio with a shop. So then they start talking about, oh, well, this friend of mine's dream was to have a shop. And so they talked about going in this this place together. But the long and short of it was, is she has two young children at home. She's also going back to school to become a professional or, you know, to extend her art work. And it was kind of, to me, like you could see it. The writing was on the wall. Like, yeah. It sounds like maybe it's not the right time for this yeah. other piece because she just left a full-time job to be home with her kids more and to do her own thing. Right. But and she came, we gave her, of course, our feedback and advice and kind of questions to ask. But she came to it and then she's like, when I told my friend, like, I would love to put stuff there, but I can't, I would end up working in the shop instead of just doing what right. I wanted to do and I wouldn't be home as much. So she had to realize that even if that's a dream one day, it was the wrong season for her and her family. You know, yeah. to your point, if it feels wrong, even if you think, but I, I thought I wanted this dream, it might not be the right time, you know, for yeah. you to pursue that thing or in that way. And I think we have to be honest about that. I mean, that's both the now is the time and the attend your own party and staying present because look, if I wanted the same life that I had when I was 20, now that I'm in my forties, I'm like, I would be very unhappy, right? Like when I was in my twenties, I was still in that entrepreneurial space, but I was networking every night. I was going out till 2am, like with friends and meeting people and all this stuff. That is not the life I currently have. And I, but I'm so happy I had that. And I'm so happy I have this. And you're right. It's this is the season of my life that I'm in. And and being happy with that feels really good. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, well, actually, what, since we're talking about this, I'm going to jump to something else. Is going to wait to talk yeah. about. But 
So that brings up a good point, though. What does support now look like in your life for your home and your work life? You know, for you able to fit both of those in with your two kids and then, you know, another one on the way. Yeah. And that's the surprise we haven't even talked about yet. So, yeah. So my newest quote unquote trip. So the four questions I ask people is like, is it your top priority? Are you willing to make it your top priority? Will you resource it? So will you put your money, energy, focus, time, attention into it? Is it inspiring? something you're moving towards? And is it personal? Is it your goal? Because how many times have you talked to clients and people who have been pursuing this goal that isn't even the one they wanted? And so right now, what I decided, so when Mark passed away, I was, we were about 60 days away from doing another round of IVF to have our third child. And so when he passed away, I didn't think that losing that other dream in addition to, in addition to Mark, I was, it didn't feel fair. So in 2019 or 2020, I decided to move forward with IVF with the embryos that Mark and I had frozen. And so I am now 32 weeks pregnant (laughs) with, with another daughter. So I will have a third child. And your question about support is so critical because we can't do it alone. We shouldn't, right? Even if we could, we shouldn't. And so I talk a lot about the support that I put into place. Because I think we need to acknowledge it and, and we need to ask for it. So it's not only just what do I need? So like physically, right? Like, so for my business, I have an amazing assistant and I bring team members on when I need something. I bring on copywriters or designers because even though I've done all of that, it doesn't mean it's like my zone of genius or the thing I want to be focused on. So, but in my personal life, because I'm a solo parent, because I'm soon to be a solo parent of a newborn, I know that I need support. And so I have been really honest about the fact that we've had a full-time nanny since the day Guinevere was born. Because even though I work from home, I knew that doing the type of work that I do, I couldn't do it while also giving my full attention to my kids. And that is part of that whole whole attention on party too. If I know that when I'm with my kids, I give them my full attention and I don't feel guilty when I'm at work giving it my full attention. It's when we try to straddle that line that we feel pulled and like we're never giving anybody our attention. So I've always done that. And what's so important about that is that we have to structure our business to support the life we need. So when I set my revenue goals, it includes paying for a nanny. It also includes like I outsource the things that I don't enjoy. Like I don't enjoy lawn care. (laughs) So I have somebody who comes and takes care of our flower. I love having flower beds. I just don't have any, I don't get any joy out of weeding. So I outsource that. Now we don't have to outsource everything. We have a field that I love to mow the field because it is a straight shot, like back and forth. And so I'll do that because it gives me like some time to just sit and think. But, But what was so amazing to me when we were, Mark and I had this conversation, we were coming back from Bordeaux. We were talking about like, okay, what should we do? What do we need in our life? Cause I was about ready to hire an assistant. I said, you know, we need a lot of help around the house because we need to just help maintaining things like the lawn and the laundry and stuff. And I said, I don't know why, but I feel like in our society, it's okay to hire a babysitter to watch the kids while we do the laundry and the lawn. But I would rather hire somebody to do the laundry and the lawn so that I can play with the kids. And that was the shift. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So 
I have help that comes, <laughs> helps me around the house so that I can spend more time fully engaged with my children. Yeah, I love that. I think that's important. And like you said, whether it's that you're, you know, you have a nanny or whether you have family that happens to live nearby and, you know, yeah. are retired or whatever. But I think it is so important that we have to have a community of people. And I think those of us that have figured that out, especially some moms, you know, if they're if their family's military, they have to move a lot for their jobs. They don't yeah. always have that network. But I think it's so important to find those. You know, you can always find groups you can join because, you know, like you said, we're going to we're going to burn the, uh, the candle at both ends if we don't, you know. So Right. And we have to ask for the support that we need. That was something that has been made abundantly clear to me recently because, again, I'm I'm going through this pregnancy without Mark. And mm-hmm. I've gone through two pregnancies with Mark where he would be the one I was texting like, hey, the baby's 24 weeks and the size of a porcupine, like whatever those cute things yeah. are. And I didn't have that this time. And I just had my final ultrasound, found out I have yet another enormous baby. She's in the 89th percentile. And I texted as I left, I sent a message to my sisters and my mom and then another group of my friends. And was like, hey, I just had the ultrasound. Baby girl's 34 pounds, 10 ounces. And they shared in that excitement. And one of my friends said, I wish we could be there holding your hand. And COVID would not allow that. But I just started bawling because I was like, me too. And I was holding that back, but I was realizing that I have to ask for the support because no one was going to think, I wonder, you know, it's about the time when Bevan should be having an ultrasound. Right. Maybe I should ask her. I needed to ask for that. Like I needed to ask for my friends to cheer me along on this. I need, and asking for the support that we need does mm-hmm. not invalidate the support that we get. Right it's really important to ask for it. Absolutely. I, yeah, that's something that I've been saying more of recently is we have to realize, you know, whether any, any relationship that it is, you know, that we're in, you know, it could be like you said, with your friend, your, your family, whomever, but we do have to be clear on what we need in that moment. Yeah. You know, for instance, if we're having conversation, you know, coffee together and, but I, I need something, I need to be clear. Like, am I just going to tell you something and I just need you to listen Yes. Or do I need to figure a solution out? Or do I need you to, you know, just give me, you know, honest advice? Like, what do I need? Because sometimes we start speaking and then we don't get what we need because we weren't clear about in that moment or with whatever we're going through, we need. And so how can someone know? Always, you know, they can't. And I have to ask that question to my friends all the time because they know I'm a coach. So they come to me and I'm like, do you just need to complain? Or do you want like some coaching around this? And sometimes we'd be like, can I have both? And and that was something for Mark. Mark was such a problem solver. He was a fixer. And when we first started dating, I was producing an online summit. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't know what to do with this and this and this. And he was like, okay, well, what about this and this? And I said, we have to stop talking about it because everything (laughs) that you're saying is a solution, but it brings up all these other things. And he's like, you just needed to vent. And I was like, I did. And so, but how was he supposed to know that? He was trying to fix the problem. Right. So we, ha- and, and by telling people, by asking people for the support, it gives them the opportunity to say yes or no. Cause yeah. sometimes people can't give us that support. And that's, mm-hmm. so in the D and the decide and declare, I talk a lot about the difference between permission and support. We unconsciously ask for permission a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking about starting this business. What do you think I should do? Like, I'm thinking about quitting my job. What do you think? Like we're asking people unconsciously for their permission to follow our dreams. And the problem with that is when we ask somebody for permission, they try it on for themselves, see if it's comfortable for them. And Mm -hmm. if it's not, they eat away at it. So somebody who's uncomfortable with an entrepreneurial lifestyle, if you told them you were going to start a business, they might be like, oh, but the economy and this and that and this, and it eats away at it. But if instead, when we ask for support, we say, I'm doing this great thing. I would love your support. But if you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. It does not change my decision to do it. Oh, I saw that so much when I decided to get pregnant because 95% of the people in my life are very excited about it, but not everybody. And so when I announced my pregnancy, I recorded a video because I didn't want to drop this bomb on everybody live, but I said it and I said, look, if you are excited and want to support me, please reach out. I would love all the support possible. But if you're uncomfortable with it, I'm okay with that. I understand that this is not, this is not comfortable for everybody. And so I kind of gave people permission to, to step away because there were a lot of people who were concerned. Oh my gosh, you're doing this as a solo parent. You know, you don't have Mark. What about this and this? And it really caused them to be very uncomfortable and they just couldn't support me. And I had to be okay with that. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, there a lot of people, like you said, they're not where we're at with with the decisions. And they are still, they are still seeing it from a, like you said, a fear-based or a worry for you in that, in that example. Like, oh my gosh, what if something goes wrong? Or what if you don't yeah. have enough money? Or you don't have anybody to help you? How could you do this? Even though you're thinking there's a lot of single parent, you know, like solo parents yeah. don't have a choice. This is what, and we figure it out. Right. Or I get help, like you said. But yeah, so a lot of times, like you said, people, they're not at the same place we are. So we can't expect they can all understand our choices. And like you said, or what we want to step into. So I think well, they want to keep you safe. They do. They, 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 most they, of the time. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time it's out of care and compassion for you. That's they're right. concerned. And when we ask them for their permission, yeah. it's kind of like when we sent our kids to preschool or to the zoo with their class and we signed a permission slip, that's like releasing liability for the school. So if I give you permission to start a business and you fail, I feel a little bit responsible. Right. And so taking that away and just saying, I want this support. It's just, it's really empowering for everybody. Plus, when you tell somebody that, they have, it's probably brand new news to them. <laughs> like, you want to do what? You've been thinking about it. You've been dreaming about it. And above all, you are the one who has to live with the regret of not doing it. Right. That was my, it was always my thing with the, having this baby was, I knew that if I didn't, I've always wanted three kids. I knew if I didn't, then when I turned 75 or whatever, this would be the thing that I regretted. And I wasn't willing to live with that. Yeah. Such great perspective. And I think you're right about the permission thing. I think that's fantastic. And I think that'll resonate with a lot of people. So tell me with the going after your dreams and you, you talked about a little bit about, you know, the big, bold, crazy steps. Was there anything else about that though, that you wanted to share that we didn't already touch on? No, I think we did. I think just everybody just needs to remember that like, this is your big, bold, crazy dream, right? Right. It is the thing that you want more than anything else. And that's why I ask those questions because 
we can all have everything we want, just not at the same time. And that's why deciding it's my top priority is so important. Like when I was, when we were going through the IVF with my daughter, I was also auditioning for a show at community theater because I have a theater background. It was a show I really wanted to do. And I called my mom and I said, well, the weekend, I said, what happens if the weekend of the show is the weekend I have to go do our implantation and like, you're supposed to rest for 24 hours. And that doesn't really work with dance rehearsals. She said, well, maybe you have to just put IVF off for three months. And I said, nope, my top priority is my family. So instead I withdrew from the audition because I was like, that's my yes. So when we have that, we say, am I willing to make it my top priority? Am I willing to say no to some Netflix binging or some weekends out? And are we willing to resource it? Like, are we willing to put, if we don't have a lot of money towards it, can we put our time towards it? Can we make space in our life for it? And then, yeah, is it inspiring? And is it personal? Is it your goal? That's the question we all have to ask because again, like we've gone down a lot of paths because it sounded great to somebody else and they were cheering us on and we hadn't, we never really stopped and said, is this what I want? Right. Well, I don't think we asked that question enough, you know, no, we're out of practice of it. Yeah. And especially, I think a lot of times to moms or women, even less, right. We, we don't yeah. ask that. We don't feel like we, I think we do feel like we have to get permission or that we don't have permission. Like you said, this isn't what my parents or society told me I should go after, you know, especially if it doesn't look the same as someone else's, you know, path. Yeah. So, yeah. It's hard. It's hard as a mom and it's hard, all of those things, because there is a lot of like, well, I need to put my children's needs first. And I totally agree with that, but not, but I totally agree with that. And be your life is your legacy and your life and how you live it is showing your children and the people around you. It's, it's a shining example. And so when we live our life to the fullest, it is really inspiring other people to do the same. That is why I talk about losing Mark. It's why I talk about IVF is because the re- I, I choose, when I choose whether or not to share something, I think about, will it be useful? Will it be helpful in somebody else feeling less alone, somebody mm-hmm. else feeling less isolated? And every time I've talked about IVF, I've had people message me and say, thank you so much for sharing that we went through this or I just had my first miscarriage and I didn't like when I talk about my miscarriage and people are like, Oh my gosh, nobody ever talks about it. Thank you so much. All of these things, because it feels less isolating. And that I think, again, we, when we can foster more connection in this world, it's just helping everybody. Absolutely. And I say it all the time. It's, you know, we're not doing the things we're doing for, you know, Oh, for our benefit necessarily. Yeah. It's, I have to show up and say, how can this help one person? Am I serving someone else? How can this serve them? Yeah. And just like your message, like you said, your story, your message, like you said, it's giving people hope in times where they've stepped through a trauma or a tragedy or a hard time and see, yeah. hold on, wait, there is hope on the other side. There is love. There is support. There is possibility, yeah. you know? And so I think that's, you know, it is, it's so inspiring. So I, I think that's wonderful that you're doing that. Yeah. Trauma does not have to stop us from being successful. We can choose to let it stop us. In our tracks, but it doesn't have to. We can always, I shared this with you before we started our recording today. Like, we can't choose what happens to us. We can only and always choose how we respond to it. And so, if something difficult happens, and it can be anything losing a parent, losing a spouse, a child, 
losing your job, you know, just being completely uprooted, getting into a car accident, any kind of trauma, everything can be either an obstacle or an excuse. And you get to choose. If it's an obstacle, you will figure out a way to go around it, over it, through it, whatever. If it's an excuse, you can let it be the reason you stop doing something. The thing is, you don't have to find an excuse. If you don't want to do something anymore, find a way to stop doing it and find a different path because no, you don't have to have an excuse. You can just choose and decide and declare to do what you want to do. Oh, yeah. So good. So tell me, I know uh, we wanted to touch on, you have a three-day rule, which I think is a really great thing that people could benefit from if we all applied this to our lives. So do you want to tell us about that and how, yeah. you, how <laughs> that came about? This is my three-day rule for unhappiness. So I found out a long time ago that like, I'm naturally a happy person, right? Like people would always say I have resting happy face. I'm like, yes, unless somebody's like cut off my leg and told me I can't have it back. Like I'm going to get back to happy. And so especially with jobs and relationships that maybe weren't so great, I was like, if I'm unhappy, like truly unhappy for three days, I have to make something change. And I'm not just saying like, oh, I just don't feel good. Like there was a job I was in and Mark would come home and I was sobbing in my recliner in my office. And he was like, this is not like you. So that level of unhappiness. Then we always have the option to change it, accept it, or remove ourselves from the situation. And when I say accept it, I mean truly like at peace with it, not resignation, not, okay, fine, but accept it as it is. And we can do combinations of the three. So when I was at, I lived in Chicago for a long time and I was in a job where I really just could not get along with my co-manager. And I tried my own ways of like, okay, maybe if I approach it this way and I was like, no, I'm just miserable. So I went to the owners of the company. I said, I'm stepping down. I'm not quitting. I just don't want to be a manager anymore. And they asked me, they said, what is it? And I said, really, it comes down to like, we just can't, we can't get along. So they said, well, what if we split the departments? So they were willing to change it. And I was like, yeah, I can accept that. So we changed the circumstances to the point where I could accept it and move forward. And that's true. You don't have to wait three days. That's true always. But that's some, a good perspective. Somebody just posted, and now I can't remember the exact quote, but on my, my, in our Take the Damn Trip Facebook community, that there's a point, like we can always choose to change. And if we're not, then we're choosing what's happening. So what are we choosing in our life? What are we choosing to tolerate in our life? Well, I think it's good too, like you said, about removing it. If it's really that toxic do we need to remove the friend or, or leave the job? You know, I mean, obviously we don't want to put ourselves at risk if you can't pay your bills, although you might have to, it depends on the circumstance, but yeah. So I think it's really good point is, and like you said, if it's changing something, it might be, I'm really unhappy or maybe days and days have gone on that you need to find someone to talk to or right. So you can change it because you also think you can go get help if that's what's needed. You know, so I think that's because when we're unhappy in one area of our life, it bleeds into the others. Absolutely. I mean, it is, there were periods of time where Mark would be really unhappy with something at work. And I was like, it is impacting us at home. And actually one of my goals for 2020 before he passed away was to get my business to a place where if he wanted to quit his job, he could, because financially that it would not be only the money that was keeping him there. And so that, and I think that was part of 
why even like the trajectory for my business was that I could take it to a multi six figure business in 2020. So even while grieving the loss of my husband, even in COVID, and especially while being the solo parent to my kiddos that I wanted to be, was I already had that goal that I was working towards. But it is, it really, it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like our lives are too short to be miserable. And it is not doing anyone a service to live your life in misery every single day. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, and like you said, we have a lot of choices and we can choose. Yeah. You know, we can choose something different because there's always oppor- other opportunities and other future possibilities. No matter what happens, like good, bad, whatever, you never lose your creativity and your resilience and your ability to create in this world and make things happen. Like no matter what, when my house burns down, when I lost my dad, when I lost Mark, the thing I knew was that I never lost my, the experiences I had had in my life to say, okay, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> there are still days. Just the other day I was I'm teaching myself piano and I was playing this song and I just started sobbing because it brought back so many memories. And I like, there are days I still curl up on the floor and cry because I miss my husband so much. Yeah. And I didn't lose the fact that I want to have this life that inspires my kids and and supports us. So it moves me forward. So we never lose our creativity or resilience. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's the thing about right. Grief or trauma is it, it doesn't often, I mean, for some people, sure. There's the first season that it's hard every day, but a lot of times it, it's an ebb and a flow, just like anything else in our lives. And it's going to come up and it's going to go up and down. Right. Yeah. And to your point, but knowing your why and knowing why you're here to support these kids and make sure that they are having their best futures, right. And a happy mom as best you can be, you know, or a grounded mom is super important to get the care you need and to, you know, step through those different phases of of grief or all the different, you know, pieces. Well, and it's also, there are no bad emotions. My, My daughter's four. So she understands that she lost her dad. And she gets sad. I mean, and, and there will be days I'm like, whenever it's wrong, she's like, I'm just really sad. I just really miss daddy. And I'm like, okay. And so we always say like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay. Right. But it's also okay to be happy. And I, I learned that when my dad passed away, there was a day we were all laughing. My sisters and I were laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, how are we laughing when dad just died? And it was like, when we just honor the emotions that we have, when I'm yeah. sad, I'm okay with it. When I'm happy, I'm okay with it those emotions pass faster. It's when we fight them that they stick around. And so like, I really try to model with my daughter, like just, just this morning or just this afternoon, we were having lunch and I was watching this video. If you guys haven't seen it, Nightbird who auditioned for um, America's Got Talent and she has the most beautiful story and we're watching it. It was my daughter, myself and our nanny. And I just started to like cry because she, this girl, this woman has cancer and she is still vibrantly singing. Her voice is beautiful. And she says like, we can't wait till everything is okay in our lives before we decide to be happy. And I just started crying. My daughter got down off her chair and came over and she wanted, she crawled up in my lap and she was like, are you sad mama? I was like, it's just, you know, it's so beautiful. And I'm, yeah, I'm sad. And she's like, can we watch that song again? And it was like, she wasn't uncomfortable with sadness, right? Sometimes that happens. Yeah. So true. Oh my goodness. Before we wrap it up today, any last bits of encouragement or just tips that you want to share with any about either 
stepping into owning your own business or just like you said, still trying to find the joy and, you know, for us to go after the things we want now and not to wait. I We've covered a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just remind people like you do not need anyone's permission to go after your big, bold, crazy dream. And something to remember is that if you have this dream and you have this gift to bring to the world, it is a disservice for you not to do it. You are actually keeping something very special from the world by not stepping into it. And I think when we think of things that way, and we don't think it's selfish to follow my dream, it's more of, I am serving people and the world by doing this, then we feel more strength and power in stepping into it. So I just want everyone to really think about that big, bold, crazy dream. Like now is truly the time. So just take the damn trip, take the leap. And I'm here to cheer people on in whatever they're bringing to life. Yeah. So good. And I agree with you. I think you don't, we don't have these desires, these dreams put on our heart for no reason. You know, they're, they're there because they, there will be impact with them, you know, and they're there because it's for us to do. It's for us to step into. So that's so good. Can you tell us how can we connect with you online and learn more about everything that you have going on? Absolutely. So one thing I will offer you guys, if, cause I, as we talked about in the attend your own party, a lot of times we're stuck up in our thoughts and we're in anxiety. And so I have a meditation that you can access for free it's at just one damn minute.com. If, if there's damn in the title, it's probably mine. If you guys, <laughs> but just one damn minute.com. And it helps you ground back in your body because your body can only ever be in the present moment. And that's where we make our strongest decisions from. So I highly recommend you get that, but you can go to take the damn trip.com. And that's really the hub to find everything. From there, you can join the Facebook community. You can get a take the damn trip t-shirt. You can, we have a, I have a plan, a, 90 day planner and journal that you can get. You can, everything that's going on is really at that take the damn trip.com, which is also Instagram is take the damn trip. So, um, that's, that's how you, I have a new page. I just bought this URL. I'm a URL junkie. I bought this, um, URL that damn girl.com. Cause I'm like, everything has damn in it because it's really, everything is based around those four mindsets and you can use it for anything in your life. Yeah, that's great. And actually, I'm the same way. I think at one point I had 150 domains. Not as many. Like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you there. So no, I like that damn girl. I think that's awesome. You should definitely push that one too. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such meaningful and important work and messages that you're sharing with the world. And I hope we can connect again soon. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing in the world. And I can't wait to hear how this has helped your audience as well. So thank you. What a great conversation I had with Bevan today. I think there's so many things you can take away to apply to your own life. I think first and foremost is having a positive attitude and remembering that if we understand our why and our most important thing that we want to get right now, everything else can kind of fall in place or we can keep working towards that. I also think her three rules for unhappiness is such a great way to kind of look at the things in our life and make a choice about how to move forward in them. So I would just encourage you, keep moving forward, keep stepping one foot in front of the other, look for the things that you want in your life right now and go after them today. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to 
break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. And if you're ready to go after your dreams and define life on your terms, head on over to kristenfitch.com and download the free No Limits workbook to help you look at different ideas in front of you and how you might create, scale, and monetize those ideas. So you can start going after your dreams today. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.